0: There we go. Well, thanks for doing the podcast, oh, which dude, no problem. maybe I should have said up front. It doesn't have a name yet. I'm working on a couple different ones. Okay. So hopefully by the time this actually gets posted somewhere. Oh, DJ GJ. <laughs> it's got to be DJ GJ. <laughs> should I do that and then just have like 20 minutes at the end just putting on some of uh, my jams? Oh, just, yeah, dude.
1: But mostly just playing things from steal Kevin's iPod and play his wedding playlist. <laughs>
0: Pretty much. And then get people to come up to me and say, hey, can you play another song? Uh, sorry, Kevin doesn't have that one. <laughs>
1: it, was a, it was a quality operation.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm glad, like, three people
1: remember that I DJed that wedding. Uh-huh. Oh, dude, the nickname lives forever. <laughs> I wrote on my to-do list, podcast with DJ GJ. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> no problem, it. <man. laughs> Funny story, I, I used a couple
0: um dating apps. Okay. And one of them I used that picture where I kind of posed like I was DJing and I was wearing okay. a bow tie. Okay. And I definitely worked it into a conversation I was having when I was chatting with someone. She was oh, like, nice. why'd you wear a bow tie? I was like, well, I was DJing a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it she was, asked if I had DJed any other weddings, I said no. you
1: said no. It was just a it was just a friend's iPod.
0: As I did idea. mention the iPod <laughs> part.
1: Uh which app was it? Uh okay Cupid. Okay, I keep it. I uh, I used Tinder for like I've got a that. tiny bit, of, a tiny time. Uh-huh. I went through. I went on one date. Oh. Or three dates with one girl from Tinder. Okay. Three wow. times, dude. It three was, dates. Yeah. But. I, I'm curious. How was then that? Because. We, we never hung out. Again. Never again. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was cool. I mean, we we went to dinner one time. Okay. Or uh, twice, we got like 10 East and Turlock we oh wow you classy yeah we went out for it and then we did pizza another time and then she like came over and we watched SNL another time totally like nothing creepy just <laughs> just hung out it was okay. awesome
0: I'm curious was that weird because I've not met anyone in person that uh, I've talked to
1: it was definitely strange at first
0: okay because I, I feel like girls are a lot more concerned and worried about that yeah. which they probably should right. be that
1: like you guys are pretty creepy.
0: Scary. Yeah, on
1: a lot of those apps,
0: but it yeah, wasn't weird. I've heard some horror stories. Oh yeah, I uh,
1: I like to think that it have wasn't creepy, but oh, I didn't but, mean you were. No, no, I, mean, I, I that definitely thing. realized you weren't <laughs> implying that. But like, uh, I think it was. I think it was an okay uh, experience for her. It was a good experience for me. I was ner- super nervous yeah. beforehand, but it ended up being fine. Yeah, we're still friends. Oh, still friends? Yeah, we're friends on Facebook. We don't ever talk, but, you know. Not bad. The Tinder friend. Tinder friend. We call her Tinderella. Me and... (laughs) Tinderella. Jaeger, and a couple of (laughs) other... Tinderella. Oh. But anyway, for everybody, anybody listening, (laughs) DJ GJ stands for DJ Grumpy Germs. I probably should have mentioned that. Yeah, but just to... I realized that... Even though I kind of feel like only our friends who know that are going to listen to this. <laughs> that DJ, might be. DJ, I, I trust that this is going to immediately skyrocket into... I Here's hoping. I mean,
0: top 20 podcasts, iTunes. Top, 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 top 10. Top 10? Top 10. We'll be pushing popularity right up there with Serial.
1: Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah, because isn't this just as enthralling as Serial? Pretty much. Yeah. Although, I've got to say, have you listened yeah. to that? I uh, Dude, Serial got me through a lot of long drives. It's Season 1? Season 1. Okay. I've, I've, listened to the fir- I've listened to Dust One, the first episode of okay. Season 2. I, I think there's a
0: brand new episode that just came out today, and there's that's five total. Is it good? Is, is this... S- since you've heard Season 1, I don't think it's nearly as good. Okay. Um, I'm a little disappointed in it, but... Have you have you seen Making a Murderer yet? Oh, I've I've watched three episodes. Okay, and I don't like it.
1: Okay, I'm I not. haven't watched. seen it. Oh, I was told that it's better than Serial, season one. No. Okay. Okay, that makes me feel better. Cause I, I think because I Cereal.
0: feel like that show is trying to play off of the true crime fixation okay. that season one of Serial got America right into. Right. But I just I don't know if I care about that story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wanted to get into but it because
0: everyone was saying, "Oh, yeah, have you seen it? It Dude, was the new thing everywhere. everyone's talking about. It's everywhere."
1: Yeah, and, and yeah, and I, I'm just not. I just don't think I'm gonna do it. I was so invested in Adnan Saeed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, do you still follow anything? I know there's uh, something like uh, some ray of hope that his trial might like get reheard. Every so often I'll read like an article that somebody posts on Facebook. I think okay. I shared one one time, but okay. I haven't heard anything recently.
0: You're not getting into like subreddits that were super into him like reexamining the case I didn't argument. know that there were subreddits oh, based on it. There were subsequent podcasts that were made just about like his to talk case. about it. Right. Oh. Which okay. I I didn't hear cuz it sounded dumb. I thought I've already <laughs> yeah. heard one podcast. So yeah. I don't think I
1: need to rehash it. Well, but. and she went so deep into oh, everything, yeah. so I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think I would glean as much as I would want to from those podcasts. I feel like at some point there's
0: there's only so much.
1: Yeah, you can go into. Yeah, so which beyond what she did. So speaking of podcasts, <laughs> this podcast. What do you want from it? What are you What are you going for with it? I think my idea was,
0: it, it'll copy. Things like W T F that Marin does, mm-hmm. or you made it weird right. that Pete Holmes does. I like what they do. That that it's a a conversation. Yeah. That those two guys are having, sometimes with friends. Obviously, with like larger personalities and celebrities, right. which that may not happen.
1: Right. At quite as quickly. I'm honored here. to be <laughs> your first guest. If that's your goal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but that was the idea to have. A conversation and something that's maybe longer mm-hmm. longer than longer than would. I'm thinking like a normal conversation I would have with someone oh, which yeah, I'm not totally. great at like right I'm probably not gonna call you up or call up another friend and say hey let's go talk for an hour
1: oh no never so
0: this was <laughs> yeah <laughs> this was the awkward way of actually having a longer conversation
1: with people yeah
0: well, this is the first one, but, but that's is, the idea. But this is
1: total, That's totally, it's like a socially acceptable way to have like a super deep conversation yeah. with somebody. Just say like, hey, let's record ourselves and give it to people. I have heard some people make fun <laughs> of the fact that
0: it's kind of, that's how you get white guys to to sit down. Maybe not white, but just guys yeah, to yeah, sit yeah, down yeah, and like, have a heart-to-heart
1: conversation. Yeah, because I, well, I have some of the best conversations I've ever heard are on podcasts. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So and that was... Part of yeah. the idea behind this, yeah. So we'll see if that happens. Well, and that's one of the reasons that I've always wanted to do my own podcast, mm-hmm. because like I've had a ton of deep conversations that I would love to like. First of all, re-listen to, <laughs> but also yeah. share with people. Sure. Uh, and this is a fantastic way to do it. This <laughs> so. Well, yeah, I I hope it works out that way.
0: Yeah. I'll I'll copy those two podcasts I mentioned already. Yeah. Um, so you and I know each other from, well, initially from the same church that we had grown up in, mm-hmm. and that's Central Presbyterian Church here in Merced. Um, why do we s- not start there, but start with growing up? You
1: were born and raised here in Merced? Born and raised here in Merced. Well, I was born in Planada. Planada, okay. Planada, the... Something capital, I don't know. <laughs> what would it be the capital of California for? Like the, I feel like there's a lot of crime. Yeah, The well, I mean, like, per capita, there's like eight people there, so four people are criminals. Four of them are, yeah. It's incredible, but it's just small. I was born in Merced, lived in Planata for a couple years. Okay. Moved to Merced, uh, started going to CBC when I, before I realized that I was going to CPC, and just grew up all the way in Merced, played water polo. Okay. Was, wanted to be a pastor when I was a freshman in high school, and kind of stuck with that until I dropped out of seminary. Okay. So that one followed me all the way, like like eight years, uh, or nine years. But, yeah, so born and raised in Merced. Okay. Went to Azusa Pacific University. Okay. Yeah.
0: I, I feel like I, I should mention, I went to Westmont, so... Right. I'm not sure if we're supposed to have a big rivalry, rivalry conversation. No, yeah.
1: cause well, I mean, APU is just... It would be worthless to have the rivalry conversation because APU is like objectively better at everything. <laughs> better at everything.
0: <laughs> I, I should have a better comeback, but I didn't even go to that many like, of the sporting events right. when the two schools would play, which
1: was supposed to be a legendary I don't know if I've ever contests. been to... Other than a basketball game, yeah. I don't think I've ever been to a Westmont versus APU thing because I went to most basketball games just okay. because that's what my friends did and yeah. I liked I've always liked cheering on the front in the front row of a basketball. I don't even really like basketball, <laughs> but I love for some reason it's just so visceral. I'm there and I just like become the energy of the crowd. So were you one of those fans? Cuz I know there're definitely
0: those fans at Christian schools who would heckle the other team who oh, who would
1: behave pretty uh i i tried i tried not to be uh an std (laughs) is what we called them in high school a shit-talking dude i tried not to be an std get std uh but uh i did heckle i mean i was anything i could do to distract the other players so it wasn't which i think is fair it wasn't so much of like Hey man, like your mom's a whatever. It was more like hey, like I really love your socks, but like keep yelling it at him so that he's like <laughs> thinking anything about his socks. Yeah, head. yeah. So so he's thinking about his socks rather than his shot or whatever. You know. I don't know how many times I yelled socks, but that's an example. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I've always, for some reason, I've always loved being on the sideline of a basketball game. They are fun. Yeah. I haven't been to one in years. I mean like sporting events in general I know we're off topic already, but oh, sporting fine. events in general. I anyway. Like I went to a hockey game when I was in Seattle one time. The okay. Seattle Thunderbirds, like minor league hockey, and it was one of the most incredible experiences <laughs> of my life. Like watching a hockey goal live is like straight up pure dopamine. Your brain just <laughs> turns into dopamine. That's
0: what I hear about about hockey games. At least that they're so much more fun in person. Mm-hmm. I, I watching them on TV. It's just absolutely boring. Yeah, I, can't I mean, it's it. like
1: staring at these cabinets for three hours or whatever. What except for the last like couple minutes if it's a close game, but like hockey in person is just super intense. It's awesome. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. I was looking at. I was in San
0: Jose a couple months ago, and I thought, okay, yeah, this would be fun to go to. Um, who was at the Sharks yeah I thought it'd be I'm, fun to go see him. I hear good right. things I've always I looked at tickets things. they were outrageously expensive okay. I couldn't believe it yeah and well, I didn't realize and that's
1: why is because they're fun to they're go to they're that fun yeah okay yeah but I'm I'm like huge into like the experience of attending a sports a sporting event like why I went to the Arizona Cardinals game while I was mm. in Phoenix okay is a preseason game, or why I go to Broncos Chargers games when they're in San Diego, or uh, why we, me and my dad, flew out to Denver one time okay. to watch the Broncos Ravens game. Pigman Manning threw seven touchdowns that day. Seven touchdowns. Uh, but going and experiencing like all of the crowd and like being a part of it is just super fascinating to me. Uh, so I just I take every chance I can get about it. And I really love, like, watching professional athletes, like, be amazing. That is true. Yeah. yeah.
0: We can stick with sports here. You were a pretty avid <laughs> water polo player, weren't you?
1: Yeah, I was. Uh, I played for, I think, 12 years from, wow. like, third grade. Did you do River Rats? I did, yeah. River Rats. Shout out to River Rats. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> uh uh, yeah I think I played for 12 years and played in college, got MVP my final year. It's like a big moment nice. No. I was MVP of a team that went seven and nineteen, which is like being the smartest dumb kid because we were I mean seven and nineteen most valuable players not that valuable apparently so <laughs> it's whatever but I yeah I loved water polo I did swimming because I did water polo. You know, I did diving one year. Did you do diving? I, feel like I never did diving. Oh, okay, I feel like you could be a diver. I, I never did. I don't did. know why I feel like that. It,
0: I'm a little terrified of diving boards. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm guaranteed that I'll probably slip and crack my head open. Oh,
1: totally. Understandable. I don't blame you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm terrified of them and I was a diver. So, uh, I was a diver for... I feel I feel bad claiming that. It's just... So close to a (laughs) lie. Not even No, no, you were a diver. Uh, A diver and I did long distance. Anyways, so yeah, water has always been my thing. Okay. I never officially played a sport that isn't in the water.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Seventh grade soccer. Just kidding. I lied about that. I played eighth grade soccer and I was going to say, I won two awards.
0: i would never played soccer before. Okay. And I got recruited by a family friend who was the coach. And I just needed players. It was for Merced Christian. Okay. (laughs) Most of our games were played against the like sixth grade team. Your own school? <laughs> yeah. Occasionally, we'd play another team. Anyways, I won best like right forward. There were two of us. Nice. Oh, well, what was a was, snub to the other kid. <laughs> he was uh-huh. in seventh grade, so I think he probably won it next year. Okay. I also won most improved. And I thought... Okay. That's like a legit one, though.
1: I thought it was.
0: I thought, not bad. I've never played before. Yeah, I think I had four goals. Yeah. My sophomore year in high school, I got most improved. It was like a good moment in my life. Years later, someone was like,
1: yeah, that's that's a terrible award. It just means you were really bad. No, dude. I think it means you were <laughs> awful at first, and then you were serviceable later. Or you were serviceable at first, and then you were good later, which is what I choose to believe I like about. that, yeah. <laughs> I did become good. But I feel like most improved is like, you can be a good award. It's like recognition for all your effort, you know? Someone compared it to
0: the Coach's Award. I have gotten that as well. Is that a terrible award? Where it's
1: just, let's reward you for something. Well, I mean, like, on a team of like 15 dudes, one gets MVP, one gets Most Improved, and one gets Coach's Award. I feel like all three of those dudes get, like, I mean, MVP, nobody's going to argue with, but, like, the two other awards, you're still getting an award. Everybody needs to calm down. (laughs) And, like, honor the... Maybe I'm just, like, trying to defend the awards I got. Because I got, I think, Coach's Award twice. Okay. I think I got uh, Most Improved once. I got MVP once. And then I got, like, an honorable mention for, like, all league in high school. Or, or not high school, in college. Like, honorable mention for, like, All-State or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I don't remember it. I used to have it hanging on my wall, but I just don't care. Do you still have all those awards somewhere? Somewhere in my parents'
0: house. Yeah. Mhm. I think the awards that I got were just
1: certificates with the words really? printed on them, but
0: I should nice. go look for those.
1: I yeah, I have plaques. Minor plaques, but I, I mean, I, as far as water bowl, water polo is concerned, I'm always living in the shadow of my brother Derek. Oh. He was like for Merced College. He was the captain of the team. I was the captain of the team. Okay. Uh, he took his team to NorCal and they won oh. it. Wow. I didn't. <laughs> we were seven and nineteen. Seven and nineteen. You were like we weren't even close, close. to five hundred, so you know. It's it's yeah. I'm always right in the on. shadow of Derek. He's he's much better at water polo than I am.
0: Do you guys still play in like those like the Alumni, alumni games? games? Oh yeah dude. I think
1: okay. I think we uh, assisted each other on one. Oh, I don't nice. remember who scored, but it's uh, I don't know. It's probably this year is probably him, but normally it's me. Speaking of... I had forgotten about this, so I'm glad I remembered. Um, speaking of brothers, you have one other older brother, Byron. So I, so I have two brothers. One is Derek, and one is Byron. Byron's the middle one. Mm-hmm. Byron is six years older than me. Derek is nine years older than me. Okay. They both have two kids, a boy and a girl, about two years apart. <laughs> it's And so I'm just expecting to have a, a boy and a girl, two years apart. Uh... But, yeah, Byron, who is engaged to Stephanie. So Stephanie Price will be a new name. Okay. And then uh, Sarah is Derek's wife.
0: Yeah. Okay. Speaking of Byron, um, or as the media termed it. Oh, dude. (laughs) Brian Pierce, national hero. Your national hero of a brother, Brian Uh Pierce. Yeah, I'm curious if I can ask you about what happened to him at... um, at UC Merced last year?
1: Uh, oh, it was last year.
0: Cause it's, I, I keep having to say last weird. year.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, he, I mean, he was... It was national news for a little while. A mm-hmm. uh, guy went crazy at... And I don't know about went crazy, but, like, I, he, like, did crazy things. <laughs> so he t- was, like, causing commotion in a classroom, and my my brother heard the commotion as a construction worker on UC Merced's campus, Mm -hmm. went out of the job site into uh, the hallway to, like, go in that room. He's like, that professor can't handle a fight. I need to go in there. And walked in, and I think the professor is the person who yelled it, but somebody yelled, run. Hmm. But immediately, he's, like, the guy's coming at him with a knife like, psycho, like, straight up, over overarm. But he had been stabbing somebody, and so he comes at my brother and gets his hip, like, uh, gets his left hip bone. So it hits bone, and it didn't pierce, like, an organ or anything. Like, fortunate place to be stabbed if you're gonna get stabbed. But he falls, like, my, my brother falls backwards to avoid getting stabbed. Uh, is kicking at the dude... The rumor has it, my brother doesn't remember doing this, but rumor has it he kicked him in the face, Hmm. which is just kind of awesome. Yeah. But then uh, the guy, like, pranced off. Byron said he was, like, kind of skipping, like, Hmm. happily skipping. Uh, Byron watched him, like, bury the knife into another lady's chest, turn her around and bury it in her back, and then run off, and then he was shot by the police. Hmm. And I think he was... there have been a lot of different places the story has gone, but I think it was him, he was either running at a police officer or was just running away and they, I don't know. But he bled out and died. Yeah. Nobody else died.
0: Thankfully, yeah.
1: which which Absolutely. is great. Yeah.
0: And it's great that your brother did what he did. Yeah, and, so he and
1: he got in there... And probably saved a life right. on completely on accident. So he doesn't like being called a hero for it. I mean, I guess by definition he's a hero. He stepped in to break a fight up. Right. So, but uh, yeah, so he probably accidentally saved a life, but then maybe even like multiple lives, because who knows what was going to happen. But uh, Byron was pretty upset that he let the guy get past him because then he like hit another person with right. the knife I think two other people afterwards actually but I
0: don't I'm curious your opinion um, I know some people have debated the police response mm-hmm. most people are fine with saying the like, police should they, have just right. done what they did it's good that he killed him or yeah. whatever in terms of since it's something that happened to your family member right how do you feel about that? Do you think the police should have done something oh, non-lethal to make this person uh, well, pay for what they did? Well, I have
1: no idea, like I said, what was happening when he was shot. I right. don't know if he was running, sprinting away. I, I've i heard that he was sprinting towards a police officer. Um, but it, it, I think my opinion on that entirely depends on what he was doing at the time. Right. And I don't know if I'll ever get a clear answer on that. Um, If he was running at a police officer and was going to try and, like, do more damage, like, do what you have to do to defend yourself, Mm -hmm. Uh, if he was running away, I've heard a a version of the story where he was shot in the leg and bled out. That, like, never happens. So (laughs) I, I doubt that story, but, like, that's also okay with me if that's the truth because, like, that's just, like, accident. But if he was just, I mean, like, if he went out and, like put his hands on his head or something and then he was shot that uh, that's awful but like ultimately he's dead now and I have my my, my brother's safe nobody else died right I um I with this kind of thing I just kind of since I have no power over it I have kind of held my opinion from actually forming Hmm. you know um Ultimately, I'm not really that upset about the fact that he's dead. Right. Because I don't, I mean, I just don't know, you know. If there was any way to find an answer, I would care about it more. But since I have no control over any of it. Sure. Yeah. And like you said, thankfully, right. your brother
0: wasn't hurt. Worst right, was, brother or the other people that... Exactly, yeah. and no one
1: else. Right. No some people died. Some people went. were in, like, more critical condition. Byron just, like went to urgent care, got stitched up, and came back. Yeah. Um, I think he went to work the next day. Wow. Uh, But, sorry, it's (laughs) perfect. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, some people want to call it like a terrorist attack and make, like, like, blame isis for it or like maybe yeah. like call him an isis sympathizer and there was like a manifesto in his pocket apparently uh, or backpack that i don't like, know if that was ever proved right, i know that it was right. alleged who knows but like praised Allah law and everything but like ultimately like this kid wasn't a member of isis he right. was a uc merced student who like just kind of got distant over a little while. I've heard... I haven't heard mixed feelings on that. Like, his his roommate apparently was just like, yeah, he got distant. Who, who was possibly wronged, or... Right. Th- that but was what I heard. Potentially led. something, like... I mean, obviously you shouldn't stab people, but, like, potentially right. something caused him to be angry at people, and, and he was... Uh, again, rumor has it that he was, like, kicked out of a study group. Okay and was mad at those people like and, was, and had written that he wanted to like get back at them. Hmm. But apparently it didn't go according to plan. Right. It would be a very strange plan. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. But, and, and thankfully, right. his plan right. for whatever he was whatever hoping he was to doing, do yeah. didn't turn out as he wanted.
1: Yeah, yeah. man. Uh it. I mean, I'm thankful that my brother's not dead. Right. Yeah. Um, but do I think ISIS had anything to do with it? No. It was national news. Mm. It was, and and when his name came out, it was like his name was Faisal Muhammad. So like people hear the name Muhammad and immediately think like terror. Uh, it, was, I, it was. I don't. It was,
0: but yeah. I was just gonna say I. I remember seeing this play out over social media mm-hmm. and it felt different because it was something that happened here locally right but just to see how quickly people just jump to conclusions
1: based on his name alone right yeah
0: it, it was it was yeah and i mean that.
1: like i have different <laughs> i have different views than the rest of my family and so i could i mean i had I stayed pretty quiet during conversations about it but like they were my I, and i think maybe rightfully so, my family was scared mm-hmm. that, like, or, like, kind of act, reacting to it, uh, were more quick to, to, like, assume like, the worst or whatever, but, but I just, I mean, I just don't think, I don't think that he was, like, with ISIS. I think he was just a kid, you know, who, like, where a few things, like, a few things went wrong in the wrong way, and,
0: yeah i don't i don't know yeah it, it it it's unfortunate how often that kind of thing happens where it's it's the alienated person often a young man mm-hmm. often around that college age right It reminded me of what happened in Santa Barbara in 2014 where there was the student who, who wasn't even a UCSB student but he lived in Isla Vista okay and after apparently months and years even of just being kind of an outcast and not getting the attention he thought he deserved, especially from girls. Right. He decided he made a plan to go and exact revenge. And so he had amassed quite a lot of weaponry, got in his car, and then went on a rampage after he had stabbed his roommates to death. Oh, my gosh. Um, So, I mean... I'm not trying to compare the events, in that sense, but it's it's scary it, what people do because they are alienated. Yeah, absolutely. The, and I and, and that idea that that people feel they're owed something like this. I forget his name. The guy in the Isle of Vista shooting who thought that women he was owed attention. Right. That, that women should date him right. simply
1: because he wanted them to. Right. Or I think, even I think it pro- that probably came down to a chemical imbalance in his head, plus all of the alienation or whatever, and and
0: that was something that that local law enforcement down there had to address because they had been called to check on his welfare previously, okay, and they didn't do a good enough job. Oh, if they had, they would have found that he had weapons. Oh my gosh, um, and so that sucks. It does, and it and it makes. We don't have to get into the debate about gun control and, right. and all that. I'll, I'll say this about mental health in right. the country that people like this troubled young man didn't get the help they needed. Right. And I'm not sure he wanted, but when other people's lives were taken because
1: dude, his mental health was, I am was so not taken care of. on the, the boat train. <laughs> uh, whatever metaphorical vessel you want to put me on to bring mental health to the forefront of american conversations. Hmm. And you uh, you've written about this before on your blog. Right, right. Uh, I've written about it because mm. I've I'm di- I've got diagnosed mm. with uh, dysthymia and generalized anxiety disorder, which hmm. of the like anxiety and dis- depression disorders aren't the worst like by far, but I I mean, I have spent a lot of time overthinking things and washing my hands too much and checking locks and yeah, like spending time thinking that everything's hopeless um, and so I, I mean I, I, I definitely have felt that type of thing and if I hadn't had like love and support all the way through I can totally understand where somebody would go like wrong mm-hmm. um, I don't think I've ever really been close to like making rash decisions But, like, with anxiety, you feel, like, the world, you perceive the world differently. Yeah. You know? Um, Like, Pete Holmes talks about, he'll say, like, sometimes he thinks, like, what if they get me? (laughs) I don't know if you've heard him say that, but he, like, his anxiety sometimes just comes down to, like, the phrase, what if they get me? And he doesn't even know who they are, Or what get me means. Like, but once you get a thought in your head like that, I mean, it can take over. And so, like, one time I was convinced that I had a blood clot in my foot, but I knew I didn't have a blood clot in my foot, so I tried to go to sleep that night, but every time I would doze off, I would wake up thinking I was having a stroke. Oh, wow. It did not make any sense i didn't have it was just a pain in my foot wasn't a blood clot i wasn't swollen there's no redness. like nothing no (laughs) symptoms of blood clot but once it got in my head it was over i was like was convinced and so like i was like the one of the worst nights of sleep i've ever had but so anxiety and like chemicals in your brain plus like unfavorable conditions um your perception of reality can be skewed. And that's where I could understand somebody like doing what uh, the guy in Isla Vista did or what Faisal Muhammad did or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're, it's not just about um, like they were disgruntled. There was like a mental condition right. that should have been addressed mm-hmm. previously. Um, and life isn't... I'm just so... I'm not even... I'm not a fan of black and white. Like, good versus evil. Like, Faisal Mohammed was evil. Okay. Like, I'm just not a big fan of that. I'm such a... I'm such a supporter of the gray area. In fact, I think black and white don't exist. It's all just one shade of gray. (laughs) Uh, But, like... Perhaps 50 shades of... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Perhaps. (laughs) 50 very, very similar shades of gray. Uh, But... But as far as mental health goes, like I think it has to be at the front of the conversation. Because mm-hmm. if we're gonna, if we're gonna, like, we can talk about gun control. We can talk about uh, like abortion. We can mm-hmm. talk about all the like big touchy issues. But if we're, like all of those things are symptoms, they're not the problem. The problems are in us and in the way that we interact with each other. I th- I mean. I'm not a I'm not saying like don't control guns or like whatever about abortion. I wanna say that I'm stepping back from that and saying like we need to talk about mental health right before we talk about any of the other stuff. Because we just don't have those conversations. We don't
0: nearly enough. Yeah. And and I think you're right, the the mental health conversation is an underlying one for so many of those other issues.
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: That and, we're dealing with today. And
1: I don't think that the, it's I don't think it's the only background to it. Like no. mental health's not the only problem behind no. all of those <laughs> things. But I mean, we're missing some key bricks on in our foundation. Yeah. As far as those conversations go, you know. I'm curious, have you and you don't have to answer if you don't want to or talk much about
0: it, but have you gone to a mental health professional? Have you gone Yeah for any type
1: of treatment? Uh so I went to my doctor. For something else, okay. other than uh, anxiety, and uh, this is—we're about to get into a long story. You ready for it? That's fine. Okay. Uh, it's a—I feel like it's a good one. So I went to Olimon. Olimon was my oh, sure. doctor, and I was just—it was for like my arm or something. I don't remember what I was there for, but I like picked up a packet, a brochure that was like, like. What you should know about anxiety, and so I read the generalized anxiety disorder like symptoms, and okay. was like, I should mention this to him because <laughs> I fit every single one of them except for sleep. It said like you lose sleep, and for some reason I've always gotten super good sleep when I'm anxious or depressed, like except when you has a blood clot. It, it, it's like except for that one <laughs> night. It was. It was it, just the one night. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but like, I'll like run to sleep, <laughs> getting away from. I think it's the depression mixed with the anxiety, because depression, that's a symptom. Mm-hmm. Anxiety, it's not. So, like, I just kind of hit both of them. Uh, anyways, so, I hit all the symptoms, and I was like, hey, I think, <laughs> I think I might have anxiety <laughs> disorder, and he, and so he asked me, like, if I have a constant sense of doom, mm-hmm. and I absolutely do, like, apocalyptic dreams, that type of thing, um, but always just a feeling of like it's like things aren't going to be okay um and so i talked to him about that and he asked me if i wanted to go on medication and i said no for like two years mm. or like a year um, and then w- at one at one point i was like you know what i'm super anxious i should try marijuana people have said mm. that it relaxes you i should try it i should smoke some weed and so I found some friends uh, that smoke weed. And so I like, said, like, hey, I'd love to smoke with you sometime. And I went. I was sitting in a circle of people. There were, like, 12 people there th- at this time. Sitting in a circle of people. And they were taking hits out of, like, rips out of a bong. Mm-hmm. I and I don't know anything about <laughs> marijuana. <laughs> it's like, this, this story is hilarious to me because this is just so like not a part of my life but like so I we're taking like like bong rips and so I don't know how much to smoke and so but I was taking good hits okay. so uh, I would I would hit it and then people would pass it around but I didn't realize that people are like passing it around and then just like not doing it sometimes I passed around like nine times and I hit it every time every time every time oh. and so we took I took nine bong rips and, uh, like, 30 to 45 minutes into everything. I was was feeling okay. Like, things were all right. And then I just felt like everything was spinning. And it was over. (laughs) Like, I had the... This was the worst night of my life. Oh, no. By far. It's a 10 and the, like, second is, like, 7. Like, it was the worst night. I don't even know what that would be. It was the worst night of my life. I, uh, I walked around panicking. Like, I could feel everything in my body was wrong. Like, when I had my beanie on, it had to be off. When I had my beanie off, it had to be on. Like, everything was always wrong. I felt ev- like every part of my body was just like, uh, like, not, I don't want to say screaming, but like every part of my body was like actively complaining to my brain that everything was wrong. I just felt like doom in my entire body. So I went home. I had a friend drive me home and stay until I was like functional again. But I paced in my yard for four hours. <laughs> Straight up, four wow. hours paced in my yard. Um, and I like wrote notes in my phone like, i like never smoke again. Like this, time, like if you live through this, like. Uh, like this was before Mitch and I were like good again. So like I was just like go like go tell Mitch that like everything's all right and you forgive him like that type of thing, uh, and it, like it just was like it, everything was like the worst. So I but it's the worst. is the worst. It was the worst. So I that happened. I had that big panic attack, and then from so if my anxiety was at, like a three or four normally, out of the scale of one to ten. three or four normally that night it was 10 and then for the next few weeks it was like six Hmm. so like i lived at a six then um and so a few weeks later i saw the movie interstellar and while they were on have you seen it i haven't okay they're on this big water planet and everything's going wrong i had to get up and walk out and realized i was having a panic attack oh but i couldn't stop it i had no idea how i could i probably could now but i I had no idea how, so I called my friend and like had her talk to me about her day and stuff, so I would think about other things i don't yeah. I don't remember anything she said, but mm-hmm. like I drove home. My mom called Alimon. I got a prescription for xanax, and mm-hmm. then everything went away and it was just awesome that xanax is the best, but I've haven't really taken it since because okay. I don't want to... I could get addicted to it very quickly uh but so I after that moment was like okay i'm going on medication mm-hmm. to to fix this because i tried to do it like in a garage somewhere and it didn't work right i'm going to go on medication to fix this and so now i'm on uh 75 milligrams of sertraline which is basically zoloft and it's been the best decision i've ever made hmm. uh, i don't know a lot is that an antidepressant it's an antidepressant Okay. yeah it's an antidepressant that they say is more treated for like the type that they give to people with anxiety Okay. And then there's like Prozac or uh, Mm Lexapro that go towards people with more depression, Mm -hmm. I think. I don't know. Ultimately, I don't know. I don't Google it because people say like scary things (laughs) on the internet. Uh, But it's been like a really good decision for me. Um, And I've gone, at that moment, I also started going to a therapist Mm -hmm. who was Henry Green's best friend. Oh, okay. Um, Tom Granada. So I've been going to Tom for a little over a year now. I haven't seen him in a, like a couple of months, but he led me through like kind of addressing some of the logical fallacies that I was letting get me anxious mm-hmm. um, and breathing exercises and that type of thing. Kind of introduced me to mindfulness meditation, um, and so now I've I'm in a way better place. I don't remember what the original question was. No, I think I had asked you just about. Have you sought treatment for anxiety? So, so, but but I pushed it off for a long time. Okay. Um, And now looking back, I knew that I had anxiety, or knew that I was like going through depression in college, and I should have done something about it. Hmm. Um, But I waited until I was twenty three, just because I thought like either God can heal me from this or whatever, or, like, uh, although that wasn't my go-to, but, like, God might be able to do something about this, or, like, faith might. Um, or maybe I'll just grow out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe it's my youth that's doing this. Once I find, like, purpose in life, it'll go away. But everything was upside down, and mm-hmm. I, like, needed, a, like, a life vest or something and that's what like Zoloft has just been the boost that has kind of got me back on level ground
0: hmm.
1: yeah I've heard
0: some people describe antidepressants as just something that it's not healthy because it it dulls everything have you noticed that?
1: uh Kevin was uh, did so Kevin went on Zoloft too and that's what he said he said it made him a zombie hmm. it happened uh Antidepressants tend to be different with everybody. Okay. So some one person who takes a will react one way, and another will react a completely different way. Um, I've heard the same said about marijuana. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's probably <laughs> kind of what I went through, too. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, anything that inter- interacts with your brain that way yeah, will, like, one person... Your brain... Every, everybody's brain is so different. Right. Um, it's one of the reasons we know so little about them. Um, but... So, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't dull anything. Hmm. It dulls the anxiety. It makes me, like, I, I just feel like things are more all right than they used to be. Hmm. And that allows me to live a life that I wasn't able to live before. Because, like, when you're constantly worried about whether or not, like, your basic needs are going to be met. Right. Even when you have, like, so, like, I'm getting food, I'm getting sleep, mm-hmm. I'm getting all of those things. But I'm still feeling like my basic needs aren't being met. So I start thinking about, like, what is the meaning of life? Like, you you know, that type of thing. And I still think about that stuff. But I'm just not as worried about it anymore. Uh, But it hasn't dulled anything for me. But I've heard that it does for others. Okay. So I think it's case by case. All that to say, it's case by case. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it works. I'm glad it's helped you get to a better life. It has made me not able to drink. And Hmm. so that was one of the more frustrating things because I like drinking is one of the things that co- curbed my anxiety so was, like okay. naturally I had like a like a con- connection to it I didn't drink like heavily but like I would have beer a day or something like beer mm-hmm. too you know um, but I now I drink like maybe once a week and it's like a beer mm-hmm. and I feel it like the next day because it's an, it's a depressant and I'm on an antidepressant right. so they just like kind of cancel yeah so, I don't know. So, th- it does change the way that I've had to live. I've had to live, like, more in more moderation. Hmm. But it's been a positive change, I think.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't
0: know. I'm curious about a couple other things unrelated to... Let's do it. ...mental health. Or maybe it does relate to mental health. Um, everything, everything relates to yeah. it. Everything does, right? <laughs> um, can we go back and talk however briefly you want to about... We can do whatever you want, yeah. Oh, Let's let's get into it, as Pete Holmes would say. Yeah, Um, hit it. Tell me about about seminary. You oh, mentioned earlier that you dropped out.
1: Is that right? Oh, it's absolutely true. Okay. Uh, I wanted to be a pastor when I was like fourteen, because mm-hmm. Scott Vance came in and made such a difference in my life, or whatever. <laughs> uh, But I wanted to be a, a pastor when I was a freshman in high school because I was like I. I love Jesus and I'm good with people. Like I must need to be a pastor. And so I've like never questioned it and went through, uh, in college I decided that I wanted to be a senior pastor hmm. rather than a youth pastor. Um, but I still followed through with it, graduated from Azusa, got into their seminary, but decided to pay off debt for a year. So I lived here for a little while and mm-hmm. then went to Fuller. Okay. So I went to Fuller seminary and Fuller's awesome. Okay, I like, Every time I talk about dropping out, I want to like make that clear. I really actually enjoyed Fuller. Um, some people were there just to like kind of justify the beliefs they already had. But a lot of people were there to like discover and to to actually study new things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked Fuller. I liked the professors. I enjoyed the campus. I don't... I mean, I didn't mind living in downtown Pasadena. Pasadena's awesome. pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately my decision to quit seminary so this was all at the same time like i was i was dating a girl in merced mm-hmm. which is five hours for those of you who don't know uh i was dating a girl in merced and either had to break up with her or marry her you know because of the distance mm-hmm. i didn't want to do long distance so right. i proposed to her mm-hmm. um, and so she and i were engaged and then i was just thinking like you know what i don't want to like be a seminary person while i'm like young married although like ultimately that wasn't the issue but i was i was just like i like slowly came to grips with the fact like i don't want to be a pastor because i don't want to have my job be dealing with mrs johnson when she says the music's too loud and that's keeping her from jesus or whatever that type of thing uh, and there's to- so many different things, but that type of thing led me to decide, like, you know what, I I don't want to be... And it's not that trivial. Like, any dogma... I'm looking at the microphone like it's trying to argue with me. <laughs> uh, like, any dogma is what I'm talking about. That's okay. just the easy example. That's like a straw man. Like, get, let's get... I mean, get into anything dogmatic, like, uh, p- freaking sexual morality or like uh just any morality in general um and like where it meets modern times like i just my views and my understanding was shifting in such a way that i wouldn't have been able to be a pastor and honestly like pursue my own faith while leading people towards a safe path for them or whatever because mm-hmm. nothing about my faith right now is safe or, like, conventional or any of that. Are you familiar with Science Mike, the, yeah. the podcast? From the Liturgist podcast. From the Liturgist uh-huh. podcast. Liturgist, man. Freaking saved my life. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, like, not in, like, a story, like, a big climactic way, but I freaking love the Liturgist, man. Um, I, I've listened to, I'll just interject, I've listened to a couple of their
0: episodes... And I think I've enjoyed several. Um, the one they did on homosexuality. Dude, L G B T Q episode. Was that one incredible. was really good, and then the one they did—I forget what the whole episode about—but it was Science Mike telling the story of. I think how he walked away from his faith, and it's, then. It's called
1: Lost and Found.
0: That was it. Yeah. Dude, their and stories was, are incredible. That was some powerful stuff. Yeah. The one thing I can't stand is they have like that odd music. It in, comes in every once in a while. It weirds me out. Yeah. <laughs> there won't be music coming in and out during this podcast, but okay. <laughs> just, just see, you know, there's not going to be too much done in okay. post production yeah. in terms
1: of adding music, but yeah. He anyways, did, he they they definitely I think it's Gunger that does it, but they okay. definitely add yeah, like sounds. Sometimes it works well and then sometimes sometimes it's just like, like some s- pulsating yeah, 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 beat yeah. in the background. Yeah. But anyways, right. I love the liturgists. It, no, it's a good uh, Love their minds, love listening to those guys. But, uh, like, my, so, so Science Mike claims that he's a mystic, mm. which is essentially saying, like, we don't know enough about God for me to put much more language to that. Um, he's even talked about the ideas of agnosticism. Mm. Not So agnostic is, like, we don't know, we can't know, or whatever. Right. Uh, or we, like, we don't know. And then atheism is there's no god and agnostic is somewhere in the middle where it's like we are ignorant of god like we there's like having conversations and saying the name god are almost it's almost comical because we just can't know anything it's and and it differs from agnosticism in that like it just says like the language doesn't work Hmm. for us to have that type of um and so he's claimed to be that too and i think i really relate to that um, but that's kind of where my faith is now. And so seminary just wasn't a place for mm-hmm. me to like pursue a career cause I need to like provide for a family at some point. I, right. I guess, <laughs> probably, I mean, I guess I could choose a life of just like doing seminary and degrees where I just like go in insane amounts of debt just so I can like put people in their place on Facebook. I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, so I dropped out of seminary because I wasn't fit to be a pastor Mm. and pursue my own faith. Wow. That's where I'm at. Okay. Well,
0: that's where I was when I left seminary. And then at some point,
1: did that lead you to your current profession as a teacher? Yeah, I pretty much did. So I was going to... I studied insurance to be an insurance broker for a little while and then i realized like it's just not in my nature to trick people for a living and i i super respect insurance agents for what they have to go through right or anybody in sales really which you've had some experience yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> i sold test control in austin texas for a summer door to door yeah it was bad It's was, it was real bad the guys that i worked with were alcoholics <laughs> and there was a reason for it hmm. uh I probably got borderline during that summer. But uh, anybody in sales, I really respect. Just because they have to go through some stuff. I'm just not going to let them sell me anything. Right. So, <laughs> uh, or at least in like cold call, that type of sale. Yeah. Anyways, so insurance wasn't for me, even though you can make a very large amount of money in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't for me. So I did nothing for a little while. And then I got... I just needed a job, so I became a substitute teacher hmm. over the course of however many months they make you go through hoops, yeah, so I became a substitute teacher and just decided like this is this is okay. I like being in a classroom uh I know English very well, maybe I'll just try the English tests, and so I went to take the English oh so I started my credential program mm-hmm. and went to take the English C sets, took them all in one day, which you're not supposed to do, took them all in one day, passed them all didn't study at all, you know, just I feel good about it. Uh, but then, we went to, or I, like, I I've, I've, have continued my credential, and uh, I got a call from my alma mater, my high school, mm-hmm. where they needed a 30-day sub, because an open position. And so I applied for the position, the position and I got it. So... Mm-hmm from being in seminary to being a teacher, it was a lot of wandering and accidents, you know? Um, And I think it's fine to call them accidents. Maybe it's providential. Maybe God is leading me into... God with his master plan and Uh all of that. Oh, yeah, dude, I'm so Calvinist. Just kidding. Uh, (laughs) But, like, God God with all of the things that he has predetermined has... Led me to,
0: to being an English of, teacher. Yeah. Uh, well, that's not a bad transition to the other thing I did want to talk about, faith. Let's do it. <laughs> um, let's start with. Tell me your thoughts on, the church today, and I mean like the broader church. And I, I'm kind of wanting to go somewhere with this and that. Well, how about we start here. Do you currently attend a church? I mentioned earlier that we had both grown up going to CPC here at right. Said, Do you currently attend a church? Uh,
1: when I do at CPC. Okay. Uh, is that, uh, that regularly? I've gone once in the past, like, four months, I think. Okay. And it was, like, two weeks ago. I've thought about going back now that they have, a, like, they just hired a new pastor. Right. Um, there's going to be a little bit more consistency in the church as far as... Um, like preaching will go and I'll probably be less annoyed. Hmm. Um, not to diss anybody who was preaching before. I just like it. Going to APU and having to listen to three chapel, travels a week. <laughs> yeah. You learn to like, just tear sermons apart. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in seminary. Learn how to write them and learned how to like notice flaws. and uh, You know, so like uh, I just don't really enjoy sitting through a sermon anymore. Um, was that one of the biggest
0: reasons for you not... Did did you leave the church? Was there something big enough? Oh, gosh. Or was it um, more of a frustration? So I
1: stopped going to church services because they're useless. Hmm. At least, I mean, I was... So church is like a group of people who come together to edify and encourage each other towards, like, like and declare the worth of, like, a God that they think they similarly believe in. Community, would, right? Community. To throw out the buzzword, yes. Community. Christians love uh, fellowship. Ah, but I was getting community and fellowship in other places. I was having conversations about Jesus and mm-hmm. and about like the nature of God with small groups of friends that I would meet with weekly, in much different settings. And so I just didn't see the need for a church service where I went to listen about to announcements about people that I don't really have any relation to right and then sing songs that i don't really like or like can disagree with the theology of and then listen to a sermon that i'll tear to shreds then sing more songs and then leave like i just didn't see the point of wasting ultimately like three hours of my sunday morning considering like going there talking with people afterwards and then right um but that's the talking with people is is the reason I would ever really even go back. Hmm. Like, the relationships that you can have there. Right. But, but, I, uh, but I left the church knowingly. I mean, like, I didn't really talk about it with anybody. Mm-hmm. But I left the church knowing that I just wasn't, I just didn't like, really, didn't really like Christianity anymore. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I forget the exact way you phrased that question or else I would go in that direction.
0: I was curious if if you were currently attending church, and then I think I asked, did you did you leave the church? Was it an intentional? I am done with oh, being it a part of
1: a church. It wasn't like an I am done with Christianity. Okay, like this is all bogus, like that type of thing. It was like a. I understand what I'm supposed to be doing as a Christian or like people have told me what I'm supposed to be doing as a Christian. Right. Like I need fellowship. I need to be talking about God so that I am encouraged to like move towards God uh, or whatever. And so I was like all of the things that people want me to go to church for, I am getting other places. And so I okay. said like I can walk away from this at super conscious free. So And I started like – like saving 10% of my money, money to tithe mm-hmm. but not to a church I would just give it to somebody who needs it. Okay. Um and I I love that idea but like I've start like I started I slowly started deconstructing my view of church um and deconstructing kind of my whole faith. Hmm. And now I'm sitting here as like a, a a mystic who doesn't believe in like objective morality and like kind of hangs out with people and talks about God whenever I can. Uh, But I just have no... I don't really feel guilt or, like, an attachment to the church. I don't really... I don't feel like I have to... I don't feel any obligation to go to the church. But I haven't, like, renounced Christianity. I think Christianity itself has, like, good ideas. I think dogma is stupid. And, I like, not all dogma. I think that... I think that there are key dogmas that have misled. Am I... You're familiar with the idea of dogma, mm-hmm. okay? Key, uh, key dogmatic um, things that have led us away from the main point, right? Um, and so, I, I, yeah, I mean, I almost, I almost think that much of Christianity is useless now because of that. This is <laughs> if my family <laughs> listens to this podcast, they're gonna be so pissed. <laughs>
0: well, I'm curious. Are things like Homosexuality, things like women in leadership or pastoral positions, I see those as things that the church has gotten bogged down in. Yeah. Some of those are are issues that I have some strong opinions on. Oh, yeah, I know, man. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, yeah. So is that what you would say about the church – the church has a broader concept today. They've gotten too bogged down in those kind of things, and they're missing some of the greater
1: principles of Christianity.
0: Things oh, like yeah.
1: loving your neighbor, or oh, absolutely. I think that I think that we've gotten so like Christianity's gotten so washed out with those things that we've almost entirely lost the like lost the good that Christianity can bring. Like, Mm. loving your neighbor. I was just talking to my girlfriend about what it means to, like, say you're, like, to be like Christ Mm -hmm. to other people. Like, to treat people as Christ would treat them. Right. Gosh, I honestly think that most Christians have no idea what that means. And I would... I could probably put together a pretty good argument of, like, we don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. Uh, but But I feel like homosexuality and women in leadership, which I just could not care less about. Like, right. it's just not an <laughs> an issue. It doesn't need to be an issue. Let what, oh. Anyways. Uh, so, like, homosexuality, women in leadership, abortion right. is a big one. Focusing on these things, they're just so... Um, because they kind of have bigger consequences, uh, socially, they tend to rise to the surface of everybody's conversations and, and, and consciousness. Mm-hmm. But like pride is the type of thing that we need to be talking about hmm. or, uh, like almost down to like just the seven deadly sins, like that type of thing. <laughs> right. Like, like we need to be talking about as Christians, how to be the peace that the world needs. Hmm. And here we are, Constantly talking about whether this is right or this is wrong, I'm so just not interested in like uh, morality anymore and having conversations about whether or not Leviticus or like Paul were using this language or that language. <laughs> um, I think Christianity has been misled, and is like evangelical Christianity. I think is uh, it's it's it just has a cancer and or is a cancer and it's just dying out. I was having
0: actually it was just last night um, a real deep in-depth conversation with my dad about okay. a lot of this. Because I've I me too with my mom <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> okay, going. Yeah. Anyways, it was it was a important conversation because I I also have have not been attending CPC regularly mm-hmm. and it's the church I had been going to. Right. And I have some real frustrations with that church and with I've gotten bogged down with some of those issues I just mentioned Yeah. because of how other people in the church because of how because my opinion differs from theirs
1: but how I understand it because those things have taken over a lot of the time and energy that that church like consumes like yeah uh, and I love a lot of people at CBC but they've definitely gotten bogged down
0: and and I was talking to my dad about that and, and we disagreed on quite a bit of what
1: Natural, we're talking yeah. about,
0: but it, there was there was a verse and I didn't know it, he looked it up and found it, um, that I someone else had mentioned a while back, and I really loved the idea. Um I think it's in Micah, which okay. I wouldn't have found on my own.
1: Nice. But
0: it was this principle of it was I love the phrasing of it. It's what I think Christians ought to be doing, and I include myself in that. And it's the idea of do justly, love mercy. Yeah. Walk humbly with your God. Like a five eight, I think. I think it is. I don't know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Dude, oh, dude! I grew got up. that man? memorized. Yeah. Seminary but but Jewish. I, I was telling my dad, why can't that be the greater precept that Christians live by it, among things like love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. Right. And it's easy to quote those things because you and I are familiar with them and grew up in right. where those principles were taught in Sunday yeah. school. It's it's how they're lived out, right. which I think you and I agree it's not being done well at all by no. the church no, because we're so bogged down with other stuff. No. I, do you agree with that? Do you think if we could, can you simplify faith down to some? some broader things that Christians ought to be doing rather than saying, I think have opinion on this and that. and.
1: Honestly, I think that if, if faith, if the Christian faith is going to survive, it needs to simplify. Hmm. Um, I think that's a good way to put it too. Uh, it just, we can't take all of these issues and let them drag us away from the key elements. Like, do, just, do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. I think so. Uh, or love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Um, I think that we're doing a poor job of that because we're talking about the rights and wrongs of the other things. Hmm. Um, I, th- I think that Christianity would do well, and just faith in general would do well to simplify... Um, one of the things that I've done over the past couple of years is started reading, uh, like, like mystic poetry. Like, Rumi. Have you ever heard of Rumi? I think I've heard of him. Are you I don't know his, his work. No. Um, he's, uh... Oh, gosh. Uh, he lived in 1200. Okay. He wasn't a Christian. Hmm. I forget exactly what he was. Um, uh... But he was a poet, and he would write constantly and he would write about uh god a lot and he would say he has lines um that say like whatever i was searching for this is my favorite room line. whatever i was searching for was always you hmm. and he's talking to god so like all of the things that i was always trying to do in life all of the desires that i had all of the um Things that I made a big deal, all of those things were just substitutes for God. And I think that there's something profound about just making God the only thing and taking out. And I mean, you can call God whatever you want to call God, but like ultimately, whether you're calling Him Allah or the. I'm about to get freaking busted into by whatever, but by the freaking. FBI is about to bust through this door. Whether you're calling him Allah, or you're calling him Yahweh, or you're calling him Adonai, or Elohim, or whatever, like all of the, the or Vishnu, mm-hmm. there, there can only be one God. Or, I mean, unless there's many, like straight up Hindu, like or Greek mythology, that type of thing. But like, there can only be one creator. And acting like we have a hold of, on everything that that creator is about mm-hmm. is absolutely foolish. And so my mindset now is like, if God exists and I think, I mean like it's as likely for God to exist as the universe to exist. So I'm fine with that. But like if God exists, I don't have any hold on what that thing is does or if it's personal or if uh it would choose to reveal itself in one way or another um and i just i just don't think christianity in the story the story of like that the bible lays out mm-hmm. is i mean this is going to be primitive language but like a good enough story to hold god so um I just think that God is bigger than whatever label we put on him or whatever it is, you know, like it's I mean I highly doubt it's a dude. but like what that God is bigger than all of that. and I think that we get lost as Christians in all of the stuff that's on earth. and oh my gosh, I need to stop getting buzzwordy. like we get lost in whether homosexuality is okay. but meanwhile, there's this cosmic being that like created everything and we're like deciding whether or not it hates this person or this person. I just, I just don't think that's the case. I don't think, I don't think God hates. I don't think that God wants homosexuals to like feel bad about themselves. I don't think God wants like, I, I, all of the things that we get so wrapped up in, uh, we track of the idea that God is bigger than us. Mm-hmm. God is, like, a broader concept than we are capable of taking in. Right. And that each little thing that we think we have rules about ultimately can't be argued to a point where we can, like, definitively say, like, this is the truth. Right. We have no hold on truth. And I think that there's just not enough admittance of that. Mm. If that was a weird rant... I don't actually know what I <laughs> what I said. But, no, that was great. Yeah,
0: and it sounds like I like what you're saying that from your point of view, you can't know exactly who or what God is in your your finite mind because right. they are so much bigger than that, right. and yet. You're okay with that, like you don't need to figure out who God is exactly, right? In order to to be
1: His follower, a follower. I'm gonna write this down so that I can actually get all the way through this idea, because this might be I'm not good at articulating ideas if I haven't thought them through. No, no. That's, so I'm gonna do my best. Um, so I'm gonna write. Sorry, I should have brought. No, no, it's cool. Pen and paper for the. Uh, yeah. I'm going to write mindfulness versus... What was the last thing that you said? I need to know it. <laughs> <laughs> the part where...
0: And it, I'm taking what you said, but the idea that we don't know who God is exactly, mm-hmm. but that we don't have to. That yeah. we are okay with, with a finite knowledge of God.
1: Yeah. So... Do you know, are you familiar with mindfulness meditation? I'm not, no. So, like, okay, cool. So (laughs) mindfulness meditation, that's good. The listeners might not be either. So mindfulness meditation is something that I've learned to do where you basically just sit and stop, and you, like, breathe for a little while, Mm -hmm. and then you think about how your body feels. You, like, scan from head to toe and you just think about the way that each thing feels. And you're not trying to make your body feel anything. You're just trying to observe how your body feels. Okay. Uh, like, whatever is happening, if you have an itch somewhere, you just let it be. You just, like, observe everything. That sounds terrible. Un- well, you itch it, whatever. Okay. But, like, I've, I've, I've gotten to the point where I can meditate through itches. Wow. Which is good. Maybe someday I'll be able to burn myself alive. like you're working towards like the yeah yeah yeah, like a protester uh but so but you just note how your body feels you acknowledge it and then you kind of just let your mind go for a little while bring it back in acknowledge your body again and then come out so it's just like a way to meditate that makes you more aware of how you're feeling and you just look at the way that you feel That's all it is. Like, eventually, with mindfulness meditation, you can get to a point where, instead of just getting angry, you notice that your body is doing angry things. Hmm. And you're not actually, like, you you basically bypass your limbic system. Like, you bypass your fight or flight type of thing. That's that's a little deeper than I am. But, so that, so I wrote down mindfulness versus perceiving God. It shouldn't have been versus. So what you're saying, like, there's this being out there that we have no way of truly perceiving, right. no way of controlling, no way of knowing fully in any way. And it's similar to the mindfulness meditation where like, all we have to do for mindfulness is sit and acknowledge how our body feels. And it's unbelievably good. It's such a good thing for you. The stats are out there. It just works. So you just observe how your body feels. You don't need to make it do anything. You just get to know your body there's something to be said about perceiving God in the same way where we just stop putting labels, maybe even stop calling God, God, just acknowledge that there is more than we know. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not even God, there's just more than we know. Right. Allow that like you can, I, I don't know if it'll work the same way, but you just scan through like things like the fact that you don't know and like what God might be become okay with the fact that you don't know and don't have a hold on truth. This is something that all, freaking everybody should do, but especially Christians. Like, become okay with the fact that you don't know. Understand that, like Rumi said, everything you're searching for is, like, wrapped up under the umbrella of God. (laughs) And I think that we would just be much more peaceful people if we could acknowledge that God is... Broader than our understanding would be able to understand. <laughs> oh, our understanding would be able to understand. Right. Worst way to finish that. <laughs> Dang it. No, no. Try my best to be eloquent. <laughs>
0: no, that was great. I think the part that, I and I agree, I, I think the part that so many people, especially Christians, get hung up on is they have to have a specific idea of who God is. It has to be defined for them. And worse, they're defining God by projecting who they want God to be. So, oh, right. in their opinion, God does not support homosexuality. Right. God does God, not yeah. permit women to preach right. or have leadership over men. Right. And it's all these things, like you talked about, right. that That it's people with limited perspectives yeah. and limiting how they perceive God.
1: Yeah. Anyways, that's, I think, I'm I'm with you. Major problems with Christianity. So I wish, I'm so with you. People, people limit God by putting labels on God. Yeah. And I think that if we were just able to take those labels off, as you do in mindfulness, you just like, let your body be whatever it is. Hmm. If we could just let God be whatever God is, I think we would be more peaceful and it would not change God anyway. Right letting God be God, letting God be outside of our understanding Mm. and like finding a new worldview. People like one of the biggest problems is the Christians shoot their worldview through who they perceive God to be. Right. But they've made God. Everybody makes up who God is in their own mind. Even if I, if you and I have very similar beliefs, we believe in different God Mm -hmm. because our God is in our mind. Right. You know, um, and, I, and like we need to, Christians need to just find a new worldview that doesn't run straight through God, let God be an umbrella over it, hmm. let God keep your worldview like I don't know peaceful or whatever hmm. but like so I've developed this this would get into this this is another conversation, <laughs> but like I don't know how long you want this to be, but like <laughs> i've I've just like started thinking about like. Morality mm-hmm. and evolution and okay. all of these different things that you can, like, uh, that people base their worldview on. Right. Uh, and so my, uh, my whole thing right now, my whole, like, paradigm, I guess you would say, is based in, like, evolution is legit. Like, natural selection is just, it's, like, there's more proof for it than gravity, or so I hear so I read but like so so natural selection is legit and so and it helps us to understand who we are as people um, who we are as like consciousness you know Um, I love I love studying evolution and the idea of how we came to be who we are Um, and it has led me to um, believe that morality. So I'm going to get into two big ideas right now. Morality is a mountain that we have built grain of sand by grain of sand. Mm -hmm. Like at some point we need to say like, don't kill people. It makes us die. Right. You shouldn't do it, you know? And then, so we put that grain of sand down and then like all the do's and don'ts, we like throw grains of sand on the ground. And now in 2016, We look down and we're on the top of a mountain and we think the mountain has always been there. But really it's just grain of sand by grain of sand. And that's how I kind of feel about morality. Um, And so I'm a relativist. I'll take that title proudly. Um, But I, uh, I think about that and about survival. The other thing is, so uh, no objective morality and survival are the two things that I think about a lot right now. Like, every living creature does its best to survive. When humans are put in a position where their life is threatened, they turn into, like, lower life forms because they need to survive, you know? Like, everything's about survival. And so I think that religion, um, Christianity, anything else, all of them, were started in such a way that they helped people survive. Um, and now that survival is almost guaranteed, we're having a little bit of trouble like weighing the worth of something. Now now religion doesn't make as much sense. So mm-hmm. like it brings people together, sure, but we can do that at CrossFit, you know? like Right. Uh, but like the fact that survival is guaranteed kind of throws a wrench in Christianity. Um, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's making 100% sense the way that I'm saying it. But like, everything we do is about survival. Um, And I, I want to write a book about dogma and address Mm. this. Like, um, sexuality is for survival. It's Mm. for reproduction. You know? Um, And there are different ways that people have evolved in that, like homosexuality. I'm okay with homosexuality being something where we've just evolved and that's the way that some people are. Like, that's the... Okay. You know? like I might disagree going okay. back
0: to sexuality is a matter of... It's a means of survival. What do you... So... so S- sexuality, in my mind, is is larger than just reproduction and procreation. Okay. I'm okay with that.
1: Okay. I think originally, like, like, think, the like dogs. Like, like, we've come to a point where we have higher brain function. And so I think that it's more for us now. But, I, like, okay. ultimately, like, one thing happens, <laughs> you know? <laughs> we reproduce. But, like, so go on. I, I, oh, I, no, no.
0: I, I, I wanted to just interject and say I yeah. just, in my mind, sexuality is bigger than just survival.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, Well, and, and so we've come to a place where... Uh, Not
0: that it has. it. I think sexuality certainly has evolved. And mm-hmm. it, it certainly it has over the last 100 or 200 years. Yeah. Um, but I think as a larger idea, sexuality isn't just about reproduction.
1: Um,
0: I think... I, th- 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 I think it can be... And it, it'll probably sound like a bunch of people who I've heard know more about it than I do, but I think it's about, it's a form of identity. Mm-hmm. It's it's certainly
1: I'm with one
0: you. way that um, humans and others, I guess, experience pleasure. Right. Um, that kind of thing.
1: Right. I, I mean, I don't think that people are having sex at the ages of 15 because they're just like, you know what, I need to reproduce. <laughs> right. There's like something in us that makes us have sex. Right. Uh, or like desire it. And I think that that's, I mean, that's evolutionary. That's mm-hmm. like, we need to sort like like, our, our genes need to move on. Like, you, you begin that way, but then it becomes something bigger and bigger. And I think that that's where we're at. I agree with you. Um, but, it's, uh, all that to say, uh sexuality um the way that we interact with people at church like Mm. herd mentality like we need Mm -hmm. a herd to survive it makes us feel like our needs are being met right um like i'm trying to look at the world through a lens of like how did all of this get here and what does it have to do with survival Mm. and how can i enhance the survival of me Mm. and all of the people around me um Uh, and I come back to, I always come back to the verse of like everything is permissible but not everything is beneficial and it kind of unites those two things for (laughs) me where like everything, like ultimately, I'm sure I'm taking this verse out of context so I don't even, yeah, but like, but everything to me is permissible. Like everything is allowed except not everything is beneficial. So like murdering people, not beneficial, not to anybody, don't, just don't do it, you know, um, uh, war not beneficial. Um, so what is beneficial, and and ultimately beneficial for survival is is uh, kind of where I've come to believe that religion came from. You know, so I I think that there are still goods. All uh, maybe this will bring it back around, but I think that there are still goods that Christianity could be worth. However, I think we've kind of lost track of, like, the reasons that we were Christians in the first place. Mm, Yeah. Um, And we've gotten sidetracked by all of the things that we, by the mountain that we've built. Of, like, dogma, um, rather than the, like, bare floor of, like, peace and justice Mm -hmm. and uh, ultimately, like, just sitting in the presence of God. Right. That was a really long way to say that. But, like, so everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. And I think the benefit that we're trying to do is bring people towards a higher consciousness of who God can be and a more peaceful nature Mm. in general. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I like that answer. (laughs) Do you want
0: to, we can wrap this up? Well, my feet are cold, but Mm. ultimately I'm, I'm having fun. What are we
1: at? we're at an hour about, 26 yeah
0: nice. um i was gonna say two things one do you want to plug anything your uh,
1: uh your twitter feed Oh, uh, i'm at ajprice price 09 if you guys want to do anything uh but no, is yours oh tech, do you have but andrew in com. right that's what i should plug is it technically a blog or just it, a website it is it's now a website but it's a, i mean it's a blog it's where. I, I only blog there. Okay. Maybe someday, if I have enough followers, I'll put a shirt there. I'm sure after being on my podcast, oh, dude, your follower count is just going to rock it. Uh, but I will, I mean, if this were a few years from now, hopefully I would plug a book. Okay. But but I, but I right now, just andrewinprogress.com is where I'm at. Just out of curiosity... Who who hosts the site? Do you use a certain service? Ah, uh, Squarespace, Squarespace. Which I
0: was hoping you'd say they're not a sponsor of this podcast, but hopefully at some point they will.
1: <laughs> hey, it, I'm real happy with them. I I don't know if you get money from me saying. <laughs> he wasn't paid I, to say that, <laughs> but a satisfied uh, customer. Well, there. I mean, it's just it's. I mean, as far as web hosting goes, it's it's really easy to use. So was so is Weebly. So is. Uh, Did you ever WordPress. use like Blogspot? WordPress or? is what I use. Oh, okay. Blogspot for a little while. Blogger is what I use, okay, like dot yeah. blogger or whatever. Uh, but I, it, it so I used to be Andrew in That's where most of my blogs are. Okay. So, but I have now bought the domain name Andrew in progress because I'm all about like progress. That's I mean that's what I, I try to write about. Sure. Uh, but like. AndrewInProgress.com. dot com. It's like Which is great that it's simplified to that. It's, yeah. it's, it's that's impressive. It's easy to say. Paying for a website is only so <laughs> impressive. I got duped into paying for a domain name, but it, it should be it should be good. I'm gonna. I mean, I I plan to start blogging as soon as I can get out of like the hole of grading and lesson planning.
0: I I hear grading is. Incredibly time-consuming. Oh, it and just
1: takes whatever... However long it takes each student to do an assignment, it takes you a quarter of that time to grade it times mm. 180. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it's just it's just awful. <laughs> it's like a nightmare. So, sometimes I grade diligently, and sometimes I grade very, like, frivolously. But... I, I'm sure yeah. you're not alone amongst no. teachers. No. It's, it's like... One of the places we meet in small talk.
0: (laughs) I was going to say, I haven't quite figured it out yet, but let's finish with something short, brief, that's more fun. So I was thinking names like a TV show or a movie, something you saw recently. Oh, dude. Something I, that you thought was good. Oh, dude, I saw terrible. The Revenant recently. Have you seen The Revenant? I have not seen it. Uh, I heard it was just Leo DiCaprio and a bear. Uh, the
1: bear's only in it for like a couple of minutes. Okay. He's gotten way more press uh, than I thought. I mean, people are joking about how the bear is going to win the Oscar. That's so I uh, heard. But it's like, I mean, he gets attacked by a bear and then gets left for dead. Sorry spoiler, spoiler alert th- that happens in like the first 20 minutes of the movie uh, but he gets attacked by a bear and gets left for dead. Um, a few other things happen that make him very angry okay um, and so ultimately it's him chasing down another dude um, and I really liked it. It's mm. not really a fun topic it's a very sad movie okay but it's uh but I saw it I liked it I hope he wins the Oscar there I mean there's that. Uh, but other, like, as far as, like, TV shows, I, uh, have you heard of Man in the High Castle? I've heard of it. I, I've not seen it's it. It's like a, it's like a fantasy world where Germans won World War Two, and oh, so okay. they take over the United States. And they drop a bomb on D.C. instead of us dropping a bomb in Hiroshima. So, like, they, I mean, like, we surrendered, they win, and it's fascinating. There's, like, a small rebellion that's trying to bring back the United States or whatever. Oh, wow. Uh... But I'm like four episodes. I'm watching that with Aaron, and my girlfriend. Okay. Uh, but I'm only, so... Is that an Amazon original? Amazon. Okay. Amazon original series,
0: man. I've been getting into some of those. Uh, I, oh, I yeah. just recently finished um, season
1: two of Transparent. I don't okay. know if you've seen that. Um, uh, it's where the dad from, it's where George Bluth, right? From yeah, Arrested that, Development. Yeah, Jeffrey yeah. Tambor. Okay. Um, I didn't actually know his name. That's all right. He, I, yeah. he
0: plays the patriarch of the, the Fefferman family. And he, um, the whole series, both seasons, are about his transitioning. Okay. Um, and um, he's a plays a transgender woman. Okay. Um, and it's is it a comedy? Or at times, like, I, think I think it's have... labeled like a, a dark comedy. Okay. Um, like for award stuff, it's okay. Uh, it's nominated under the comedy. Okay. Genre, um, but it's it's dramatic. I okay. think it's probably one of the best, if not like the best show on TV or really? network.
1: I might have to check it. What what is it on? It's in Amazon. Oh, it's on personally. Amazon. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. I might I might have to check it out. I would probably enjoy it. I think he's a very good actor. He's yeah, very funny. He, he he's yeah. phenomenal. And yeah. Uh, so
0: anyway, it's, that's. I just wanted to plug that. Yeah, I, I, mean, I just I'll, finished, I'll finished it. And it's, the second season was. I didn't oh, know that there were really two good. seasons already. Yeah. I thought it came out this year. No, it had come out last year. Um, but the nice thing is, um, with other shows that places like Amazon or Netflix put out, they'll release the whole thing all at once. So you yeah. can just binge watch it if you want. Yeah. Um I don't tend
1: to do that, but Yeah, neither because I. I, I when I enjoy it as much as I did, yeah. I wanna like
0: spread it out. I wanna
1: spread it out and also I just don't have that type of time. You know, like I And I don't can. have the attention span, like I can't right. watch yeah, All I just hint episodes don't of How to Make a Murderer or yeah. whatever it is. Even when I'm listening to like a good audiobook while I'm driving or mm. something or a good <laughs> podcast. I got to take breaks, not from podcasts cuz they're so short. Right. But like if I'm listening, if I'm on a 5-hour drive, I cannot do audiobook the entire time or else I'm going to go nuts and or just like stop listening. I'll stop right. listening. Uh, but as far as plugging things if anybody's still listening <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I and we'll plug The Bible Tells Me So by Peter Enns. It's a book. Okay. Uh, I love that book. And it's about how uh, defending scripture has made us unable to read it. Hmm. And it's just it's phenomenal. I love that book. The Bible Tells Me So by Peter Enns. Okay. I've
0: seen you post about him or like things on social media. Yeah. Is he a
1: buddy of yours or just no, a, he's, a writer? No, he's you know? a, no. I wish he was a buddy of mine. No, wow. he's, uh, <laughs> he was on the liturgist. Oh, okay. uh, Like, early on, he's, hmm. like, in their, like, f- f- second or third episode or whatever. Okay. Um, but it, an episode about the Bible. Um, but he's, yeah, he's a, he's a professor at some hmm. something, but I've found out about him through the liturgist. <laughs> I should plug the liturgist. In. Yeah. We're just plugging everything. I know, something. right? Uh, but, yeah, other than that, my life is just purely NFL. Related right now. I I don't think we talked about it
0: when we started. When we were this actually one. on this, when yeah, we were on the practice. Do you want to just give uh, a shout out to
1: to uh, uh, your team
0: <laughs> that's playing on Sunday? Go Denver.
1: <laughs> uh, but I like right now secondary teams probably Arizona too. Okay. So like if they beat the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl, I think I'm gonna be happy. But ultimately, because of the way that whatever God is and however God feels about me, it's gonna be Patriots versus. Panthers. <laughs> uh just kidding. But like the the Patriots versus the Broncos is gonna be an awesome game. And then the Cardinals versus the Panthers I think is gonna be an awesome game. I love football so much. Okay. But Peyton Manning, man, one final ride. Peyton Manning.
0: He's just for the record, as a Broncos fan, is Peyton Manning a cheater?
1: Is he oh, jumping? did he do HGH? It, well, it's the worst ad for HGH there's ever been if he did it. They've been making jokes about, like, so he, apparently they sent it to his wife or whatever. I like, think That's the rumor. They sent it through Ashley Manning, his wife. Uh, and so The Onion has, like, <laughs> articles about how, like, Ashley Manning's, like, eight feet tall now or whatever. And so, like, she was the one taking HGH. Yeah. Uh, like she crushed some journalist's head or something like so uh, I don't I don't think he was and I don't think the Patriots are cheaters by the way I want to put that on record I don't think that Tom Brady a cheater I think he's just really really good and everybody wants him to be a cheater yeah and
0: same with Bill Belichick deflate me that was so what twenty fifteen so twenty fourteen I don't 2015, know what it happened twenty fifteen. <laughs>
1: Uh, it, was, it was exactly a year ago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Deflate Gate, man! I just can't even. I can't even stand it. I can't even do it. Well, I think we've covered quite a few bases here. No, so. I did. You feeling good about? I feel good. Everywhere we covered. I feel like I I made this podcast about thirty four minutes longer than it should have been. Oh. Mm. But it's okay. No, I thought it was great. I think the only people that are gonna get through it are like direct friends of ours. And And even
0: then, I'm not sure how many actually will. But I think that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. So thanks to anyone who's made
1: it through all one hour and 37 minutes of this. Yeah, and if you skip to the end, you're going to run a rewind to about one twelve in the podcast. That's where we find the meaning of life. Just Can't kidding. believe we found the
0: meaning of life on the very first episode. Very first episode. I don't even know if we have to do any more episodes. No, maybe that's what the
1: title should be: the meaning of life with Jeremy Land. <laughs> the podcast that has one episode, one episode, and it doesn't even give the meaning of life. <laughs> uh, but I I'm, thank you for having me on, man. Yeah, I'm honored to be your first guest. And if it all works
0: out, I'll I'll definitely invite you back. That'd be cool. We'll have Andrew Price returns. That'll be the title. That'll of
1: be it. with maybe a little exclamation mark or something. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah.
0: cool thanks man i feel like i should shake your hand
1: i know it's an audio
0: <laughs> podcast but we're shaking hands <laughs> cool <laughs>